0: If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at SuperiorPlumbingJacks.com. I don't necessarily look at it just because they're in the SEC, but but they're uh, they play at a high level at one of the highest best conferences in the in the in the league and. And when you look at Kayvon and, and who he goes against at offensive tackle, and the two guys in Georgia that went in the first round, and how he fared against them, and the Oklahoma game, the LSU game, or uh, the Oklahoma game, and he's he's played well throughout the whole year. And um, the same with CJ. I mean, the, the receivers that he's gone against in the SEC um, are are second to none, and in, in, in this um, in this college football this year. That is Dave Caldwell as he
1: continues to talk about the draft picks from yesterday. They loved the SEC. i tell you, it's the one thing. You get away from the Gene Smith criticism, Dave Caldwell has certainly done that. He's taken SEC, 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 big school, power five school. That's not an excuse for whatever has gone wrong in Jacksonville anymore. I mean, it, it was small school, small school, the captain stuff. One other thing I think I that's Brent? worth bringing up. <sighs> Uh, it's okay to have some small school guys, but it Thank was you, a man. lot of small school guys. Oh, hey, <laughs> I know. I thought I, I was at here. the time I thought that was an overrated conversation. Was that the small school guys? Yeah. But in reality, I mean, let's just look at trends. I mean, we have analytics now, right? Yeah. I mean, the best conference in America is the SEC. Yeah. The most, 15 guys go. In the first round of the draft. And believe me, I'm far from an SEC. SEC, I can't stand that kind of chatter, to be honest with you. It's SEC. SEC. It's like, who cares? I don't sit here and scream the AL East, all right, because I like the Red Sox.
2: If you're from Vanderbilt, I don't want to hear you (laughs) chanting SEC when you win a championship. Let's Let's keep your mouth shut. I think it's one of the silliest things.
1: But the point being, that's where the talent is. I mean yeah. it's it's basically a feeder program to the NFL. Yeah. I mean it's like the minor leagues to the NFL. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. So and that's where there's been a lot of success. So that part makes sense. One other thing worth noting is they stressed character. See, mm-hmm. that is a Gene Smith thing. And we've talked about it. Dave Caldwell said years ago, we don't, we're not gonna have fifty three angelic players, you know. Well that's true. But this is important to them. Mm-hmm. The no drama The you could not have done more of a 180. This was my initial problem with the draft last night. I couldn't help but think of the emotional attachment to what went on last night. CJ Henderson. Thank you, you replaced Jalen Ramsey. And by the way, Jalen Ramsey, alpha dog, arrogant, bravado. Yeah. CJ Henderson. Good player, reserved, great teammate. Yeah, are you. I mean, you couldn't get more 180 than that. Yeah. And so I viewed that as like, oh, my gosh, I mean, this is like a little too much. Aren't we going overboard here? Yeah. Well, then Yannick Gakwe, drama, all the stuff that's going on. Hey, we're going to checkmate you here and get your replacement. Mm-hmm. And so I was just, I guess that was my initial feeling. It's like, are we getting too caught up in emotion? Or are these just really the good players on the board? And it's ironic that Jalen Ramsey six months ago, Yannick Ngakwe's drama the last few months. That was initially why I was a bit reserved to go raise the pom-poms on this draft, I think.
2: So you were kind of talking about it wasn't necessarily maybe the best available, but it was trying to prove a point more than anything.
1: And and listen, it's asinine to think that because that's not what you do. That's dumb.
2: That's not what you do. Football's a game of emotion, man.
1: But I just, it entered my mind. I don't think they did that in reality. Mm -hmm. I just feel like... It it comes into play, and I think that's why it didn't hit home with me like, oh, yeah, I love these picks. I I think the Jags are trying to change that. I think it is important that they don't have the drama right now. And I think you can get carried away with that Mm -hmm. sometimes. I mean, who did they red flag in this draft that they wouldn't have touched because of that point alone?
2: It's probably a numerous list. It's a good call. You know, and listen, was there emotion involved? I honestly don't think so. I just think that they realize, listen, we have – possibly two positions of key importance, in edge rusher and cornerback, that maybe need, need to be addressed, right? Because yeah. we don't know how the whole and the reality, thing man. is going to play out. Now, once again, you can make an argument, well, who's going to fill the hole of Clayus Campbell? Maybe Taven Bryan, we'll see. But to me, it was the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I commend them on doing this. You know, now we'll see if these guys can pan out. But I commend them on going, you know what? We have to go for our biggest needs right now. I get it. Wide receiver is there. Let's help out Garner Minshew. Let's help out the future. But at the same time, there's big question marks right now on defense. There's big holes, and I think they did a pretty good job last night of filling those needs.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I Again, I'm just telling you what I thought was kind of my yeah, no, <laughs> initial I reaction. I hear you. It was pretty obvious. It's like, wow, okay. The only thing they could have done is taken C.J. Henderson at 20 and give him the 20 jersey. <laughs> I mean, that's about it. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's only yeah. the other thing they could do. So, uh, I mean, they almost picked man. Chaseon is Yannick Ngakwe. Maybe he's a better version, but it feels like he is that guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, absolutely. You
2: know, he's <laughs> he's a little on the and smaller then, by the way, side. That's not a bad thing. Yannick's a good player. And not even close, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think coming out of coming out of the draft, I think he's you know even a more improved Yannick Ngakwe than Yannick Ngakwe was coming out of the draft. Now, does he have the work ethic? Does he have the ability to take in the talent? We'll see. But. I do agree with you, man. There, there, there's a lot of similarities that I see on film between Yannick Ngakwe and uh, Chason.
1: All right, so here we go. We're going to get to Dave Caldwell's sound in a moment, uh, who's on the phone. But Ngakwe, your gut, is he a part of it or is he not?
2: Define a part of it. Like, is, 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 <laughs> no, um, is he, he on he the roster? roster? Is, is he on the roster? I think so. I, I think he's on the roster. Now, does he play? I don't think anytime soon.
1: Here's the reality, okay? The fact that he did not get traded yesterday, he's not getting traded this weekend. He's Mm -hmm. not. Uh, I'm convinced he's not. And here's a a few things why. One, he still hasn't signed his tender, so his franchise tag. So if he doesn't sign that, well, he has to sign that to get get traded, to be under contract. Mm -hmm. On top of that, the team that signs him, no doubt, will say, Okay, we gotta to agree to a contract extension. Now they didn't do it with Ramsey, but it was a different time frame then. They didn't do it with Tunsil, they just did that today, by the way. Laramie Tunsil got a big big money. Saw that. And so but those were different time frames. I think in this situation, if you're going to start trading away draft picks and capital now, which would be for next year most likely, for a team to go get Yannick and Gakwe, you're gonna say, Okay, well, let's agree on an extension. So that has to happen. Then you would think the physical part would have to happen. That's not happening in the next thirty six hours. Those things are not happening, and there's not enough sincere talks going on to make it happen. So he's here. He's stuck right now unless something happens in the next few months or, like I always say, leading up to around Labor Day. I believe as you enter camp, if we're on a normal schedule based on – we'll see what's going on with the coronavirus. Gianni Gingakwe is on the roster Come training camp. I've thought that all along, quite frankly. But now I firmly believe that's going to be the case. And I think a lot of people agree with me now. Here's what Dave Caldwell had to say as he closed up his news conference last night after the first round and was asked about Yannick Ngakwe. And I will say this. Prior to this statement... He had mentioned Yannick Ngakwe a couple of times when mentioning Chase and Josh Allen and their past rushers. Like he included Ngakwe in the group as if he's going to be on the roster in the fall. Here's what Caldwell had to say.
0: As far as that goes, you know, I, I try not to comment too much on the situation. I try to be very pragmatic about it. Truth be told is we exercise a franchise tender. We weren't able to get a trade. Uh, actually weren't even really able to get an offer. So. I think his options are very limited at this point in time, and we'll welcome him back with open arms when he's ready to come back, and uh, we look forward to it. Jan, uh, uh, for the people on this call and who have been around him, realize he is a tremendous uh, tremendous player, tremendous person. Um, Has um, always been – First class and everything he's done here in the locker room and, and, and through his time here in the, the first four years of his contract. And, um, obviously he feels like things have, uh, not gone the way he wanted. And, um, you know, he, in some aspects he, he, he may have a point. Um, but we put our best foot forward, uh, not once, but twice. And, um, I think, uh, you know, he, I hope he sees the light that, you know, Jacksonville is a good spot. And um, it, it could, at the end of the day, be his only option. Hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I felt like I was riding a roller coaster on that soundbite, by the way. I, know. I, I
0: really did.
2: It's emotional. It
1: was, well, not even the emotional roller coaster, but the roller coaster of, like, yeah, he's screwed. Or we want him back. Mm-hmm. We love to have him. But he has no other option. He's stuck here. Mm-hmm. Checkmate. What's he going to, you know, I mean, I, I don't. I was riding all that stuff this whole time, and again, I've I've said for a long time, I don't think they're going to get what they want returned. I think Shad Khan's a big player here, and he is stuck in the sand on this. I think all that did earlier this week was help that. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think he helped himself get out of Jacksonville. I think he helped himself stay in Jacksonville with the spat with Tony Khan on social media. I think now that the round one has passed and it doesn't look like anybody's given up a number one pick. And while there might have been small conversations, it doesn't look like there were sincere offers or at least enough of them. It didn't get to that far Mm -hmm. with the Raiders or anybody else. I think he's on the roster. I think he's stuck. And for him, he's stuck in Jacksonville. For the Jaguars, I think they would welcome him back. I think all those things are all right. I think this stuff in the business world, even the the, the bad – mojo right now with tony khan and, and after this week i think you can put some of that aside some people don't believe you can i think you actually can I, I think you can and and i think jan can you know why because he's got 17.8 million reasons why and i think the jags can because you know why jobs are on the line and it's time to win he's a good football player and the more time that passes the better chance you time heals all wounds potentially mm. but he's going to be on the roster i think he will play because it would be Foolish, in my opinion, not to play. You can't give up a million-dollar paycheck every week. He has not made $100 million in the NFL. He has made close to $4 million in the NFL. It's still a lot of money, but it's not enough. He's earned the right to make a million dollars a week in the NFL mm-hmm. when he's playing games. He should take that. He should play, and then he should try to get out of here. And at this stage, being loud and, and talking a lot about it hasn't helped. So I, I think it's time to just bring the lunch pail, go to work. And 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 cash a check, man. I know it sounds easier. That's not the yeah. way it's probably going to go down. Yeah. But I think that's in the best interest of him. This way hasn't worked out. Now, really? other people say he could go second week of the year, pull a Jalen Ramsey.
2: Mm-hmm. Maybe he will. Let me ask you this. And I know it's hard to do, but take the money out of it real quick. Yeah. If you're Yannick Ngakwe, after all that you've been through right now, right, after all that you've said on social media, after all the controversy, after all everything, like all the interviews on ESPN and all that good stuff, if you were to come back and just play, if you were to come back and just be a Jacksonville Jaguar for another year, what do you think that does to his psyche, though? Like... Because keep this in mind, like I understand there's 17 million reasons why he should come back and play and anything like that. And I get that. All right. And you'd be crazy enough to turn that down. All right. I think he would. So my question is, do you think that it would affect his psyche to the point where it's like, well, I'm not going to come back and play now because look, how is that going to make me look? You know like yeah everything that I stood for and oh, I'm going to so. come back and play. So like
1: I mean it's a great point man. Listen, if I had done this in a public way and this all played out, I yeah. would have a very hard time going back and playing. I get well, well, it. I'm honest. not naive yeah. to that. I understand.
2: Cuz let's be honest, you're essentially you're tucking your tail between your legs and you're saying, oh, "I I guess I messed up on that one and I'm going back to the team." After the whole time this guy has believed in himself and, you know, tried to envision what he wanted to do and put the put the word out there, and now it's like it was all kind of for nothing. That's a hard pill to swallow.
1: You know what's
2: really hard to do, though?
1: What's that? And again, I'm not saying I'd be able to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm a proud guy, too. Yeah. I'm a principal guy. I get where Jan's coming from on this. I I mean, I've, at a very lower level, I think at times I've, I've bet in this spot, not with $18 million on the line, by the way, yeah. but just in a different way. I think we've all probably put ourselves in these kind of positions where you might have to tuck that tail between your legs and, and go back home or whatever. Yeah. I think the hardest thing to do. More so than that is admit you didn't win. Hmm. You didn't win. You 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 did not win this. Mm-hmm. You did not and by doing so I said this the other day, you didn't play it right because you didn't win. The only way yeah. to win it is t- to play it right. You're right. And so as this has played out, he has to acknowledge I didn't win the last six or eight months. Mm. And I told you this a while ago, a couple of weeks back. If I'm young and I could sit him down right here, I would say, man. You have got to change your mentality now. You have got to first say, I didn't win that. I'm still pissed off, mm-hmm. and I didn't win it, and I don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. But I am changing my mentality to say, Khan, thanks for the $17.8 million. Yeah. That's a heck of a payday. I'm going to go play my ass off, and I'm going to go get myself another big payday.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I understand that doesn't look good right now because we all want to win. I understand pride gets in the way and principle gets in the way. I get it. But it's not reality. The reality is he needs to do that. He needs to say, I didn't win this thing. I'm going to go take that guy's $18 million and he's given me it and it's guaranteed. If I go suit up, I'm going to play my butt off because that's what I do and I love to play football. Forget about all the rest around me. I don't care about it once I'm on that field and I'm going to go get rich. Yeah. And, 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 and you have to be able to admit that if you're Yannick Ngakwe. If he doesn't, he'll have a major problem with it, and he'll start losing millions of dollars because principal will get in the way. Sure. He'll hold out. He'll get fined. He'll sit out. He won't play as well. He'll risk injury because he's not ready to go. He's in a bad place mentally. He has to admit defeat on this. Mm, yeah, He has to do it, and then he has to go take their $18 million. That's so, what he has to ment-
2: mentally do. So here's the thing. Obviously, I want Yannick Ngakwe to come back and play, if I'm a Jaguars fan, I, I I want that defense to be humming on you know on on all cylinders. I think he he, he could be a great role model, a great teacher for Chazen. Like you can do a lot of things. All right, so. I want Yannick Ngakwe back. I think everybody does. I, I think everybody could put the, you know, everything underneath the bridge, let it slide for what he said to Tony Khan, and everybody would be hunky dory. Here we go again. Yeah. And it would be good to go. Okay. So everybody, I think, would welcome Yannick Ngakwe back with open arms. And I'm saying that I want him to come back. I want. I, I don't. I don't want the bad optics, Bren. I just want. A couple months where it's everything's okay. The team's, you know, rolling now. There's no distractions. There's nothing in national media saying, hey, did you see what happened in Jacksonville? Did you see who tweeted? I don't want that anymore, man. So I, I, I do want Yannick Ngakwe to play with that tag. I want him to make his money. And then, you know what? After this season, then go wherever you want, man. Best of luck to you. Um, good luck. But at the same time, though, it's hard for me to tell Yannick Ngakwe, you know what, man? Come back and play. You know what? Take the $17 million, $18 million, put your tail between your legs, and come back. Because you're asking a guy, Brent, you're asking a guy to kind of go against and not believe in himself anymore, right? And the reason why Yannick Ngakwe got to this point in the first place, the reason why Yannick Ngakwe kind of defied the odds a little bit, went in the third round, went to the Jacksonville Jaguars, became a pro bowler, became a sack artist, is because he worked hard, number one, and number two, he obviously believed in his abilities, and now we're you know we're here with this franchise take stuff, and we're here with a guy who doesn't want to be here. And we're asking him, you know what? I need you to change your personality a little bit. I need you to stop believing in yourself, and I just need you to believe in the process. Now I've been very adamant about this. I don't really know Yannick Ngakwe. I think the guy that called out Tony Khan that wasn't him. I think that was a guy on Twitter that reeked of desperation of trying to get out, and that was like his last fail switch. That was his last hail mary. Didn't work. Obviously, we're still here. But I'm not going to fault Yannick Ngakwe, and I'm not going to question him if he doesn't play with the franchise tag, if he doesn't accept the money, because once again, you're asking him to go against who he is as a person. You're asking him to go against who he is with his personality traits, and I just don't know if he's going to do it. I mean, it's it's the ultimate question, and it's it's hard to see. Listen, I
1: understand it. I think you're right about how hard it is. I'm just Mm. telling you what he needs to hear and do is that. He has to acknowledge it. And here's the thing. If he does that, you know what my belief is? Again, I'm sitting here, hey Jan, I'm talking to you. I mean listen, we like <laughs> Jan. We want Jan to get paid. Yeah. Whether it's here or somewhere else. He's earned that. I, I want him here for five more years. That's not happening, right? Mm-hmm. The most he'll be here is two years because he puts up more of a fight and they'll franchise tag him again next year. It's only like twenty one million. I thought it would be like twenty five million or something. Oh that's it, huh? Yeah. They will do Listen, I think Sean Conn has been up. backed in that kind of corner yeah. where he's that firm. And I think even in his mindset, it's like, eh, maybe it is better to get him out of here, but I'm not losing this grudge match this time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not losing it. So I think he needs to admit it. I think he needs to go get paid because he's earned that yeah. now for four years. And don't go another week of the NFL season without getting at least a million dollars in your paycheck. It's, and he has yeah. the chance to do that. Okay, but then there's one more thing here. Mm-hmm. Here's what happens if he does it. If he comes back in late July and he's part of this football team and he sucks it up, bits mm-hmm. a little defeat, sucks it up, cashes paycheck, the trade deadline. The Jaguars are sitting here and they're 2-5 and five because they're not a great team anyway. Three and whatever. You can have a sunny side. They're not six and one, okay? I think he moves. I think the Jaguars move him. The the the, the They already have Chase on. Huh? Mm-hmm. They have Josh Allen. They got two guys. They don't need three. They have two. They have an unhappy player. He's now said, you know what, all right, I'm not going to raise a stink. They get something else in return because somebody else will want a pass rusher at that point. They probably don't get exactly what they would have got around draft time. They might have to just take whatever. But now they have said to themselves, we're not going to franchise him again next year. Let's get something in return. That's when the leverage switches to Jan around the trade deadline. If he can suck it up for July, for August, mm-hmm. September, and part of October, he's out of Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. And he's also got millions of dollars in his pocket. And he's about to get paid eighty, ninety million $90 million anyway from a new team. That's what I, if Jan was right here right now, I would tell him that's what you got to do, man. You have got to come to grips with that's what you have to do. And I think you'll be out of the 904
2: by the end of October. You know what? It's like we talked about a little bit, man. The hardest thing to do if you have an ego, and every guy in the locker room, you have to have an ego or you will not make it in the league, okay? And one of the hardest things to do if you have an ego is admit you were wrong. Absolutely. I always say on this show, Brent, it's not about the, the money, it's about what the money says. And if Yannick Ngakwe takes that $17 million to $18 million in that franchise tag and he plays, he's essentially saying that that money, it's saying that he's, he was wrong and he made a mistake. Now, can, can he admit that? Can he go on with his life? And you know what? I, I took a chance on myself. It didn't work out. It's a hell and, of a
1: mistake when that check cashes. And, and it is what it is.
2: <laughs> but I, I'm telling you, though, man. Okay, like I'm, I'm just telling you. I don't know this guy, Brent, but I'm just telling you how professional athletes think. Okay, I get because it, I get it. You, you, I don't think you it's gotta just professional athletes. I think the we pride all have on that it, man. to a
1: degree. Okay. And you guys probably have more of it. but yeah. I, I get it. Okay. So I'm just saying, but man. But how I'm often can you have to lose to admit you lost? You've what been what doing mean? this since last August.
2: I, dude, I'm I'm just telling you right now. I'm not gonna be surprised if he doesn't play right away. That's all I'm gonna say. And, and I get it. 18 million dollars, crazy. It's a lot of money. Cool, fantastic. Eventually he'll make it. You know. And from a, a business standpoint, is it smart from his perspective? Absolutely not, man. Like, what are you doing? You're gonna turn down 18 million dollars not to play football? Come on. What are you thinking? But I'm just telling you, from the perspective of pride, from the perspective of loyalty, man, some people just grow up differently. And I think he's one of those people. So I'm not going to fault him if he decides to do that. But also, if he looks upon himself and says, like, you know what, man, I was wrong. Um, it didn't work out for me. It is what it is. But let's move on. You know, let's start the next chapter. Well, let me get my money this year. And then deuces hopefully next year. He could easily do that as well, Um, and I'm not going to fault him for either decision. But I'm just saying from where I think he's coming
1: from. I'm telling you, if he does it that way, it won't be next year. I think he'll be out of here by late October. I think it will be the trade deadline, and I think he will be out of here as long as he doesn't continue to do what he's kind of done the last couple of months. Mm -hmm. I think he has to reverse course on that. Mm -hmm. And again, it's not a matter of like, did you lose or not. He has lost. Like up until this point he has lost. It's it's reality. Like he's still here in Jacksonville and quite frankly, he's going to still be here in Jacksonville. So at least win with the paycheck and and maybe you win in three months into the season. You're out. I mean, really, it's less than three months into the season. It's about seven weeks into the season. And you're out of there. I, I think it really could happen. I think that's what Yannick Ngakwe should do. I understand, by the way, what you're saying. It's mm-hmm. a lot harder than me just saying that. Of course. Uh, that, that that's, that's the point that I'm trying to convey. Yeah, and I It's one thing to talk it, about it, man. I, absolutely. It's another thing to live it. But I think that's the advice he needs to hear. Then yeah. it's up to him mm-hmm. if he wants to take it. Yeah, But he... Whatever he's done hasn't worked. That is reality Correct. up until this point. And by the way, the Jaguars, remember when Shad Khan, I think it was in January, said the embarrassment of quarterbacks like Nick Foles and yeah. Minshew? They do have an embarrassment of pass rushers right now on their rosters. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have three pass rushers, bona fide. Now, we'll see. I mean, Chaseon's has got to prove it at this level. Yeah, for sure. But three that you really like. And they're heavily invested uh, as well. So they're in a very good position, Mm -hmm. which gives them a lot of flexibility uh, going into the year and maybe even the future, depending on how all of this shakes out. All right, we got to get to what they're going to do tonight. We talked a lot about defense. What about offense, man? Can you help my man Minshew out? And why Minshew was a huge winner last night. Very few people are talking about the offense. Everybody wanted wide receiver. Mm -hmm. Minshew was one of the big winners in the NFL last night. Not just here in Jacksonville. We'll talk about it next on ESPN 690. You know, when I say you you hit on everything, these guys are talented. They have great potential to play in this league. They uh, obviously have, you know, good production. And we feel that they're going to come here and do a great job. The character and the way they're going to be with their teammates. So uh, I really feel like, you know, we've hit a home run with those two. And I feel like our our players, you know, Juwan Taylor, he he knows CJ, you know, so that was that was a big thing for me. DJ Char, hey, with Kayvon, you know, what, what type of person, what you know, what kind of teammate is gonna be a coach? You gonna, you know, so there there's a little bit of players in our
2: locker room that know these players.
1: That's Doug Marone last night talking about why they picked a couple of these guys and what made them more comfortable. Again, I think you got to be careful with the context there. It's like, oh, DJ Chark and Juwan Taylor said they like these guys. Okay, we'll draft them. That's not really how it went down, okay? It's, I, this is like an 18-month process. Yeah. And so, in mean, fairness
2: hey, to those guys. If that's the case, Quincy Williams. <laughs> <laughs> you see the shirt I'm rocking? Get me back in there. Let's go, man.
1: Listen, I tried. I tried to get Adam Shaheen here. It yeah, didn't yeah. work for me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they, Screw Ashland University, right? they said. I hear you, man. <laughs> I hear you. Jarvis Pendleton, we got him, though. Oh, that's right. It was, it was from Ashland? He was an Ashland I do not know that. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. We saw him at the Senior ball. Absolutely. Fantastic. Martin, oh, uh, I had no Lane. idea from Ashland. Yeah. Wow.
1: Brett Martin, oh, Austin Lane, Coos here on uh, Friday, uh, day two of the NFL draft, coming up in uh, just a few hours. What will the Jaguars do? We're going to talk about it. Uh, It is on ESPN 690, by the way. Uh, Ratings were really good. We'll talk about that a little Mm -hmm. bit. What did you think about the draft? How about a couple of the natural stories like Rodgers and Love and C. D. Lamb and Tua? We'll get into it uh, because I think it's it's worth at least a couple of minutes. But we just talked a lot about defense. Mm -hmm. What about the offense? Where was it? Are you disappointed they didn't go get it? But before we do that... One of the big winners in the NFL last night was Gardner Minshew. He was a big winner. He is the guy in Jacksonville. Now we thought he was the guy in
2: Jacksonville, yeah. but you Kobe never. His socks, Brent.
1: Yeah, but you never know. I know. And and here's what happened. I, here's why I I say it like that. You're like, oh, Brent, no kidding. They weren't taking quarterback. We know, you know, blah blah. I, I get it. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Miami did take Tua, which they should have done, I think, and Herbert was taken. The fact that they didn't slide down and tempt the Jaguars, hmm. because it would have been tempting if yeah. I was in that room. Listen, I'm a fan of Minshew. I believe you should spend this fall trying to figure out how good that young man is at the QB position. I think that's important for your organization to know that by the end of 2020. But I'd be lying to you if I sat here and said, two is on the board. My medical's checked out. My doctor said he's OK. Justin Herbert's on the board. That's tough, man. Keep in mind, you can tank for Trevor all you want next year if things don't work out, but it's not a deep class. There's Justin Fields, and right now that's about it. Now, Joe Burrow was like a fifth-round pick this time last year. And look at – so somebody always pops up. It was tank for two, and it actually ends up working out for Miami in the fifth, in the five hole. Speak it into existence. But you get my point. I, I think Minshew was a big winner last night. I don't care. This is the NFL, man. This is big business. That's the most important position in sports. Hey, if you're going to tell ask, me that, that Minshew was in Brandon, uh, Mississippi, or somewhere yeah. in Jacksonville, and not a shade bit nervous in that top ten, I think you're lying. Ask I think he won how it. that's going for him right now. Exactly. In, in terms of the most that? important
2: position. So, ask him how that's going right
1: now. It, exactly. And yeah. so... I, I just feel like he's a big winner. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't a big winner elsewhere. Now, they were interested in Judy. They were interested in Jefferson. But they didn't go there. And you know what? I think it's okay. It would have been more fun. I think we will all be like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. In the long run, these might be better picks. They probably are. They usually are instead of the sexy ones. Mm-hmm. But now tonight's the night. Yeah. Tonight's the night to help Minshew out. Uh, Dave Caldwell talked about his offensive weapons. And, Kuz, I'm not sure if you have that one, and we don't have to do it right this moment. I can give you a couple minutes to get it. Uh, It's like the second-to-last response from Dave last night, uh, if you need a a point to to get it. But he, he sounded satisfied with their offense and what they have. Now, I brought this up a little bit yesterday. On paper, they've got a lot returning. They've got a lot that they do like, some that has performed. DJ Chark, Leonard Fournette, I don't have to go through with all, everybody knows. Hmm. I also brought up that this has been the dangerous part of this regime. It's why I said, do you do you sleep less at night not having a franchise QB or knowing that you have to plug holes? Sometimes you can get complacent in spots say, hey, we had a Pro Bowl wide receiver. Hey, we just signed Tyler Eifert. Hey, we had a Leonard Fournette who put up good numbers we got five guys coming back on offensive line. Why do we need to do anything? Look at this defense. We really have to fix it. That's dangerous, man. That is dangerous. Uh, I, I'm a big believer in, you know, try to fix your weaknesses, but try to make your good strengths great. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I encourage the Jags to do that tonight. Uh, you know, I think they need to do that for, for their young quarterback. I think if you look around this league, what happened yesterday, Kyler Murray uh, was helped out. Uh, well, not yesterday, but in the in this last month, right? Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. And I think he'll continue to get helped out in this draft. Heck, even go to the old guy, Tom Brady. What's he been? Helped out <laughs> in the last Who couple. Who are you telling? Right? Nothing at Tristan Wirfs? They, they, I mean, come on. They, How much more do they need? They are helping out. Yeah, Dak Prescott. You talk about oh, helped out? Yeah, CD. Yeah. Helped out. Mm-hmm. Help the kid out. Help Gardner Minshew out tonight. Mm-hmm. Running back, wide receiver. I don't think they're going offensive line. Give him more. Make your offense dynamic. Help Jay Gruden out some. Make him dynamic. Give him more toys. We're in an NFL where everybody's got weapons. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying if you draft one of these guys or two tonight that you're going to be Kansas City or maybe even Tampa or maybe even Dallas. Yeah. But at least let's start talking like that a little bit more. Let's start having some fun. This is a team that scored three points in the first half of games like every game it felt like last year.
2: Brent, oh, I, I see where you're coming from, man, and I like the passion, but at the end of the day, you know my philosophy, okay? <laughs> Your philosophy sucks. You, hey, you know what, man? My philosophy has won Super Bowls, okay? And when I'm dead and buried and I'm long Didn't gone. Didn't win the last one. Hey, go ahead and put it on my tombstone, okay? Go ahead and put it on my tombstone. You stop the run, you run the ball, and you got a shot, okay? It's going to be Austin Lane. Awesome father, awesome husband, and then there's going to be a separate tombstone, a bigger tombstone with neon lights and strobe lights and the works. And you're going to, and you know, I'm going to come there and it's going to say, believed in the run and stopped in the run. So, with that being said, listen, I agree with you, Brent. Eventually, they will get a wide receiver. Do you use some of those fourth round picks a little bit and do you trade up a little bit, right? Because once again, I take a look at the guys that are left right now, okay? Do you address running back in the second round? Probably not. I mean, do you go after a guy like Blacklock from TCU? Do you go after, um, you know, maybe a guy like from, who's the cat from uh, Alabama, the defensive tackle? Um,
1: Oh, yeah, um,
2: Raekwon Davis. Thank you very much. Do you have to Raquan Davis? I mean, I still think that position, whether it's Taven Bryant playing the five technique, or let's say you just go with a regular defense from last year, a three technique, I still think it's a position of need. So do you address that first and then trade back up to get a very deep wide receiver draft? I think you can do that. But if we're talking about weapons right now, and if we're talking about guys that intrigue me, I think also intrigue you could talk about a little bit guys like T. Higgins, guys like Michael Pittman. You know, these big bodies who... You bring him into Jacksonville, you want to talk about dynamic? You you talk about sexy? You want to talk about a red zone? You want to talk about Jay Gruden liking a big receiver? Well, they have Tyler Eifert, but can he stay healthy? So you talk about a guy who can go up there and get the ball? Well, T. Higgins and Pittman can do that.
1: Do you think I was talking to somebody uh the last couple of days about this because I'm leaning with you, right? The six four guy, the different red zone guy. Those red zone's been a struggle. Yeah. Listen, if you're not good on offense, red zone's a struggle. <laughs> they were really good on it in 2017. They scored touchdowns. Leonard Fournette did. Blake Bortles didn't throw a pick mm-hmm. in the red zone. Their numbers were fantastic. Mercedes Lewis, by the way, caught five touchdowns that year, too. Do you think they need that guy? Or in terms of making it dynamic and fun and a toy for Gruden to, to have and also Minshew to use, do you get the quick, twitch guy? And I'm not talking about the running back. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about a guy, yeah. you, you know, that that human joystick guy. Yeah. And and is he here? Can you find him? Uh, what's it, the Hamler kid? I, I think is can be in that yeah.
2: that mold. Mims, so, I mean Mims from Baylor. He's kind of a he, he's a slot guy, so he's a speedster which I
1: feel like I know which way you lean. Mm-hmm. But if they picked up that kind of guy instead of the 6'4 guy tonight, would you still be excited? How
2: would I feel about it? Good question. Um, See, to me, it's a hard question to answer, Brent, right? Because I look at D.D. Westbrook, and I look at what kind of characteristics he brings to a team. And I think to myself, D.D. Westbrook can be a bona fide two receiver. I think to myself and think D.D. Westbrook can be the guy going forward. No, that's but, what I feel like, but, but here's the thing, though. Last year, just that offense, for whatever reason, you know, it just, it, the ball wasn't going to him, okay? Now, was it all on Didi? Probably not. Some of it was probably the play calling. Along the lines of, I don't know why Chris Conley wasn't in more red zone opportunities as well, right? So, to me, there's some question Maybe marks. Maybe already have that guy. There's some use question them. marks. I know, right? He, he has the highest vertical jump of ever <laughs> in the combine. Why wouldn't you just <laughs> underhand softball toss it up and say, hey, Chris Conley, you got your 50-inch vertical. Go get it, man. Go get those fantasy points. How did I don't they not know. use that last year? I don't know, man. I have, I, I have no idea. But he's back, so we'll see what happens this year. But my point is... Maybe I'm just biased. I don't know, but I think D.D. Westbrook can still be that guy. So when you talk about, you know, receivers like Mims, you know, that, that slot specialist, that speedster, I get it. That's a, that's a very hot topic right now. The, the Andy Isabelle's, the Tyree Kills, you know, like every team seems to covet that role. I think D.D. can be that guy. Now, whether Gruen thinks so or not, it's a different question. So if Gruen thinks, well, you know what? There is a hole right there. We do need a dynamic, um, shifty kind of aggressive game changer then go get your MIMS. You know, g- go get your, whoever you want to get. But I just think Dede can be that guy. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting. I it, I guess. Yeah,
2: I, No, listen, he comes to mind. When yeah. I
1: mention that, Dede comes to mind. It, so is it all the play caller's fault that they haven't used him the right way? Is that some of Dede, the shoulder injury last year? You know, I, I still say they used Marquise wrong for the years he was here. You know, and that was a little bit well, of a we'll victim. see where he's going now, too. New England, yeah. we'll see. But that was a victim of they didn't have a tight end room. They needed more blockers. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's so it, – it, Again, though, that speaks to why you need to add the weapons. You don't want guys doing stuff that they shouldn't be doing or have to do, and you don't want to force them into that spot. Sure. And it'll be really interesting tonight. Before we talk about who else they could get, uh, listen to Dave Caldwell last night when he talked about the offense, and uh, I don't think you're going to like it.
0: I do not feel like there's pressure to do so. Uh, We do feel like Gardner does have weapons. Uh, We do have one Pro Bowl receiver. We have a Former Pro Bowl tight end that we acquired. Um, we have a young tight end that's going into a second year that we think has a high ceiling. Um, we did have a running back that had, uh, was six in the league from yard from scrimmage last year. And we have a really good slot receiver and we have two other receivers and, uh, Keelan Cole and Chris Conley uh, on the other side. Um, so probably I would say from a skill level position better than what we had when we went to the AFC championship game in 17 if you look at uh, what we were playing with
1: at that point in time. Uh, That's Dave Caldwell last night. I, I don't actually know if he's wrong there in terms of what he's saying in terms of uh, 2017. Keep in mind, Allen Robinson did not play. Yeah, you know, So do they feel better now about their tight end position and have confidence a little upside? Now they have to keep their fingers crossed. Tyler, right for Josh Oliver? Maybe. Uh, again, I, O'Shaughnessy I think was part of that team in 17. What have you been? Uh, maybe he was. Maybe he came on late that year. No, I can't even remember. Maybe that was 18. But They didn't have – they weren't dynamic on offense. They ran the ball. They ran play action. They converted in the red zone. And, and, you know, there were a few games in there where Bortles lit it up. Keelan Cole caught on fire. Uh, I found it interesting about Caldwell there, which, one, he doesn't want to tip his hand. Two, I don't know if he's – like, I get the thinking – that, okay, we've got these positions filled. This goes back to my conversation yesterday. Mm -hmm. We have spots filled. Mm -hmm. My point is, can you get a lot better and help the young quarterback out in those spots? And and the answer is a
2: resounding yes. Well, and listen, Carlo's kind of echoing what I've been echoing. You know, like, I get it. You guys want wide receivers, but if you look at the overall landscape of the NFL, the Jaguars aren't in the worst spot at the wide receiver position, okay? But at the same time you want to help Gardner Minshew, you know, because this is a big year for him. So I can see your point, and I almost I almost probably agree with you, where I want to see him get a wide receiver. I want to see him get more dynamic. I want to see him, you know, give Gardner Minshew the confidence and another weapon. And I want to see Gruden, you know, do what he's best at, and that's spreading the ball around to different types of receivers, all shapes and sizes. So I want to see it as well. But I can see where Carlo is coming from and saying, you know what, man? If you compare us to other teams, we're not that bad.
1: Yeah, it's. Uh, I found what I found interesting is a guy that they've been trying to trade for the last month. He used in the defense of not needing offensive weapons or being desperate about it and have to do it yeah. with with Leonard Fournette. I mean, they've been trying to trade him away. Yeah, That's a good point. <laughs> I mean, which so again, listen. Some of this, you're not going to sit here and tell every all the media what you're going to do. Well, and, listen, and and the trade talk started this morning. I mean, the phone was already ringing this morning. And, and they have something in mind, but they don't want to tip their hand. And But they, they're they going offense tonight in some capacity, in my opinion. Oh, for
2: sure. I mean, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Uh, one of these picks will be addressed with offense, and if they trade up, it'll probably be addressed with offense as well. Keep in mind, you know, like, there are smoke screens right now, Brent, right? Like there is, there is some gamesmanship because we were told that Trey Hernan they were like him a lot going forward will enter C.J. Henderson. You know, C.J. Henderson's now going to be the guy. C.J. Henderson is essentially taking over Trey Herndon's spot. So how much do they really like Trey Henderson? You know, Trey, so... Trey,
1: yeah, Herndon. Well, I th- I mean, keep in mind, though, Herndon... Oh, I'm sorry, Henderson. Trey, Trey Herndon.
2: Yeah, C.J. I yeah, yeah. Got yeah, you, yeah. yeah, yeah. But Trey I think it Herndon. will be
1: Herndon and Henderson at, at right now.
2: But that's what I'm saying. But they said that they that like Trey he Herndon number, a lot. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. number one. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So... Once again, how much of this is smoke screens? Um, probably a lot. I, I think they do address offense as well, and I think they try to help out Gardner Minshew. Who,
1: this is a really hard, an, uh, hard one to, to and, answer. And Henderson, by the way, that's going to be a could be tricky. I
2: can't wait for that.
1: Who, who are they, who do they covet? Who are they trading up for? Uh, in mm. in the Mike Silver article, and this is a good time to bring this up. By the way, we got a few more minutes right before we get to hit the top. Uh, at the end of the article, it's Caldwell has a quote in there where it says. We have somebody else that didn't go off the board tonight that we would have taken at 20. We valued at 20. Hmm. The Jags are picking 42. They're like 10 spots into the second round. Yeah. Again, he has a history and a trend of trading up in round two if it's just a few spots to go get a guy. They covet somebody. They probably covet a few guys. Who is it?
2: It's probably not Diggs, so just calm down, okay? Just hold your horses. Um, man, <laughs> that's a great question. That's something I haven't really thought about a well, lot. Is,
1: uh, here's the thing. Well, Who would you take at 20 that's still left on the board? Blacklock? Would he have been a 20 pick?
2: Now, I, I saw w- some mocks that way, yeah. but that felt mm. that felt off. To me, McKinney? possibly. See, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say McKinney, maybe Epinesa, just from, you know, I guess what they're trying to do maybe going forward. That's a possibility. Or possi, I mean, do you dare say
1: t higgins i I was thinking Higgins could be in play there, yeah, Higgins could have been a guy because he's been all over the place, yeah. and maybe they value him, uh and they did look at wide receiver a bunch, but- yeah.
2: Or or obviously if, if he wants to shore himself up with the cornerback position then Christian Fulton, the guy I've been campaigning for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just just throw it out there.
1: You can't take another corner. Although I mean Fulton <laughs> so, still potentially on the board, I I thought about that coming in today. I'm like, could you do that? I yeah. mean what if you did have that guy rated twenty fourth and he slips to forty two?
2: Yeah. It's
1: Now see, I think I think there here's what I think the twenty spot would have been that they could have had rated. McKinney, mm-hmm. safety. Delpit, safety. Yeah. The Ezra Cleveland kid, offensive lineman. Yeah. So, what I'm getting at, folks, is these aren't sexy picks here. Or
2: oh, do you think Josh Jones too,
1: or not? Houston, or do you could think be. That- could okay. be? Okay, uh, but one of those tackles. So there was a lot of rumors that that the Jags like Cleveland, the kid out of Boise State. Okay, uh, whether they were right or not, mm-hmm. I think Higgins is one of those guys. I think Higgins could be on that uh, on that short list of a guy you go jump up and get, and I wouldn't hate that. By the way, I like the idea of it. Where's DeAndre Swift in that conversation? He's still on the board. Yeah. And you mentioned Epinesa. I think that's a good one to mention. But that's it, man. I got six guys. Six guys. I got McKinney. Oh, oh we should throw Blacklock. Blacklock, yeah. McKinney, right. Ezra Cleveland. I think uh, Higgins, Epinesa, uh, Swift. That's six. Yeah. I'm missing somebody else that I mean, probably. Oh, Delpit. Delpit. Easy now, bro, with that name. (laughs) Come on now. Yeah. Who is it? By the end of the show today, we have to take a pick. You you agree with me on those seven? If
2: you want to throw in somebody else, you can, but we're going to wager. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to, th- I mean, I got to be right on something listen, this week. It's not going to happen, but I'm, I, I could throw in Fulton. Uh, I could think that, you know what, maybe they go Kinlaw at number nine. They thought Fulton could be there at 20. Like, I don't know how well they value Fulton. It's yeah. not going to happen, obviously. You're not thinking back to back corners like that in the first two rounds. It's, it's
1: an interesting question, man. All right. Now we'll talk a little bit more about Mike Silver's article, what went down in the Jags process. How did the Jag, uh, the j- draft get pulled off? And we go national. What about the Aaron Rodgers stuff? Oh, Jordan man. Love, you shocked? Good move, bad move. Talk Aaron Rodgers is a ledges, baby. we we'll talk about it next on ESPN 690. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming,